Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Bama Factor uh, here with Alex Taylor and Cody Saxon. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Taylor. And uh, sadly, tonight, uh, we had a little trouble with uh, the app that we used to record um, our uh, podcast with. Uh, so Cody, unfortunately, is not able to join the show this evening. Uh, we really hate that he isn't able to be here with us, but uh, we're going to continue anyway, so uh, it will just be me this week. Uh, but, you know, we're going to jump right into it uh, this week. Uh, so, obviously, um, the Crimson Tide coming off of a win um, in Oxford over um, Ole Miss uh, this past week. Um, really good resiliency showed by the team, and uh, just a couple of uh, quick stats to um, – go ahead and show uh you people uh so really you know kind of going into the stats you know some people might have complained that you know maybe you know they weren't that impressive or you know Ole Miss you know even had you know better stats in a sense and they did um but you know starting out with um Alabama Bryce Young great showing 21 of 33 200 and nine yards uh three touchdowns um great game from Young Carrying the ball, um, Gibbs, six carries for three yards because uh, he did sprain his ankle. Um, obviously, his worst showing since joining the Crimson Tide. Um, but Jason McClellan really seized the opportunity. Nineteen carries, eighty-four yards. Uh, really running hard and going at people. Then going into the receiving realm, uh, Jacory Brooks four receptions, sixty-one yards, a touchdown. Jermaine Burton five catches for fifty yards and a touchdown. Cameron Law two three for thirty-eight and one. Kendrick Law also getting three catches for twenty-six yards as well. Um, really coming up clutch um, in the game as well on a drive. Uh, then on the other side, you know, obviously um, Hellum's having a great game again. Eleven total tackles, three solo. Uh, Terry on Arnold coming in for Eli Ricks when he got hurt. Ten tackles, nine solo, two passes defended. Brian Branch having a great game. Eight total tackles, five solo, two tackles for a loss. But Byron Young, um, the senior from the state of Mississippi, um, 11 tackles, six solo, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, one pass defended, two quarterback hurries. What a game uh, from Young, just absolutely incredible. Uh, and then total stats, you know, Alabama finished the day with uh, 317 total yards, Ole Miss 403, uh, 209 passing for the Tide, 212 for Ole Miss, 108 rushing for the Tide, 191 for Ole Miss. But a, a key stat in the game, I believe, is the uh, fourth down conversions for um, Ole Miss, and that was over 3. Uh, the Tide got a stop on the first drive. Um of the game. Uh, they also had a stop on the last drive of the game as well. Uh, so obviously proved to be two huge stops um, for the Tide as well. So uh, obviously uh, just a great team win this past Saturday. And that leads us into our first segment of, you know, all in all, you know, they did bounce back. And, uh, you know, they showed a tremendous amount of resiliency in the second half. Um you know, I got a little concerned on the first part of the um, uh, game. And, you know, our offense wasn't playing well. You know, we were um, struggling to move the ball. You know, Gibbs wasn't running well. The line was not blocking. Wide receivers weren't getting open. And it seems like when Saban and Bryce chewed out the team, it really seems like they went 
they did a complete 180 from that point on. It seems like we play with more consistency, with more competitive fire, and I think that's what Saban's been trying to get out of these guys all year, and that's what we've really been needing um, this year. But, you know, they showed a lot of resiliency in the second half. They played with the edge. Um, and, you know, a lot of these former players have been talking about, you know, these players have lost their edge. You know, they've lost their touch. They've lost the standard. Um, and, you know, that's something that, you know, they're trying to get two again that they're trying to reestablish um, as well. And, you know, finally the defense finally made adjustments, you know, going down 17-7 to seven at one point. You know, obviously 17 uh, to 13 at the half, um, or 17 to 14 at the half, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, only giving up seven points in the second half. And, you know, really kind of hitting their stride and, you know, really stopping a lot of um, old, um, old Miss's drives. Um, it's very um, it's very exciting to see that. And, you know, I wish we would have seen it earlier in the year, like against Tennessee, against LSU. Uh, but, you know, it's still good to see it on the road, still in a hostile environment against a top-10 team. So that's important. And, you know, I saw the competitive fire come back. You know, the competitive fire really came back. Um, it looks like the guys were having fun. You know, they were encouraging one another. Um, accountability, you know, that's what it comes to. Um ultimately is, you know, holding each other accountable and, you know, getting on each other, tough love. And, you know, I think Saban kind of got back to that tough love for a bit. Uh, so, you know, very happy to see these guys, you know, bounce back. Um, super, super, super excited to see what they will do um, going forward. So that's going to lead us into our second segment. And this is honestly where Cody was going to talk. Uh, these are some of the things that um, uh, he kind of introduced earlier Um last Saturday for us to talk about uh, stuff that he observed. And uh, so, you know, shout out to my co-host, uh, Cody Saxon, for this one. Um, so the first one is players faking injuries. And uh, for those of y'all who don't know, Alabama was driving in the second half, uh, and they got down to the goal line, and an Ole Miss player literally got up, looked to the sideline, and just fell completely. And... Alabama was driving. It stole all the momentum. Alabama ended up actually not scoring on that. I think they got a field goal, and that was it. So they actually ended up not scoring um, a touchdown. And, you know, that just really stole the momentum. And, you know, Tennessee did this not only this just a few weeks ago against us, but they did it last year. I mean, last year they had ten total injuries in the game in Tuscaloosa. This year they had eight. I mean, so – and – of those eight, the same player, he went down five times. And it's just every team is starting to do this. I mean, and it's just – it's drive killers. And it's really starting to show the side of these coaches, that these coaches just can't bow up and, you know, just play against people. I mean, it's just really showing that they're starting to say – I'm beat, or, you know, you're kicking my tail, you know, let me just fall down and fake an injury because I'm not man enough or I'm not strong enough to stop you. And that's when, you know, you got a team beat. I mean, that's when you got to take in as an offense that you got a team beat that you're driving. If you have to fall down and fake an injury, I mean, you know, that's just low. I mean, like, that just shows that you have no character about yourself, You and you really can't carry yourself. So, I mean – that right there definitely um it's 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 ruining the game and the NCAA has got to find a way to stop that because I mean how do you decipher what's a fake injury and what's 
a real injury. I mean, something could be a real injury. But, I mean, if you have a guy who literally is standing up, jogging the whole drive, and then he looks to the sideline, then all of a sudden he just collapses. I mean, it's just it's obvious. So that definitely has to be dealt with as well. The second point that Cody brought up, I thought this one was really good. You know, everybody's been talking about, you know, really these last, you know, couple weeks, you know, is Saban done? You know, Alabama has two losses. You know, they're done. And, and, and you know, the window's closing. You know, their time in the sun is over. But Cody had an interesting stat that he sent me on Sunday. Paul Bear Bryant had four back-to-back seasons in his coaching career where he had two losses in between championships. So, I mean, you know, of course, Bryant won 61, 64, 65, 73, 78, and 79. But, you know, he had some years where he had two losses. He had some years where he had one loss, and he didn't make it. Um, And to kind of put in there, you know, Saban lost three games in 2010 after winning a title in 2009. I mean, you go 14-0 in 2009, and – Something I've been wanting to say for a while. The talent you had on the 2010 team. You had Julio Jones. You had Ingram. You had Richardson. You had Lacey. You had Marquise uh, Mays. You had Kevin Norwood. You had Darius Hanks. You had a good offensive line. James Carpenter. William Vallejos. Barrett Jones. Um, Not to mention on the other side. You had Dante Hightower. Courtney Upshaw. Drake Kirkpatrick. Mark Barron. uh, Josh Chapman. Daquan Menzi. D. Milner. Robert Lester, you C.J. Mosley. I mean, you had a plethora of first-round draft picks and guys who were still playing in the NFL to this day on that side of the ball. And they lost three games. They lost on the road at South Carolina, 35-21. to They lost on the road at LSU. And they lost to Auburn at home by one point. So he had a lot of talent on that team. But what did he do the next two years? He comes back. The next year in 2011, loses one game to LSU in the regular season in Tuscaloosa, but then gets a second chance at him in the title game, blanks him 21-0. to Then what does he do the next year? He loses all that talent off of the defense. He lost Hightower and Barron and Kirkpatrick and Upshaw and Jarrell Harris. He lost a ton of talent off of that team. Comes back the very next year, the very next year, and loses to Texas A&M at home, but then gets in to the SEC title, beat Georgia, then you go and beat Notre Dame 42-14. to You win back-to-back titles after, in 2010, losing three games. So, everybody that's overreacting right now, we're going to be fine. The window's not closed. It's not, it's not even closing. It is simply, this year, it's personnel. And we know some things have got to change. You know, we said it on last week's podcast about some stuff, and – you know, we're not going to go over it again. You know, we know what needs to happen. Uh, so, you know, but Coach Paul Bear Bryant, like I said, had four of the back-to-back seasons where he had two losses in between championships. So even he dealt with stuff like this, and yet he still won six. Saban has, has had to deal with stuff like this. Now, we're in rare territory. We're in very rare territory. I mean, this is the first time that he's lost two games since obviously 2019. But before that, it was, you know, potentially 2010. I mean, so, again, 
we're going to be fine, people. So quit overreacting. Quit hitting the panic button. We're fine. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I got a lot of things on the page this week about um, why didn't Gibbs play? You know, why didn't we see Jameer Gibbs at all? Well, you know, Gibbs was hurt. Um, I don't know if y'all knew that, uh, but he got tackled in the backfield um, at one point, and uh, he twisted his ankle. Saban said he's fine. Uh, honestly, he doesn't really need to play this week. Um, we need to save him for the Iron Bowl. But um, that's why he wasn't in. It wasn't a scheme thing. But, you know, I feel like Jay's had such a hot hand in this game that you couldn't you couldn't take him out at this point because Jace was running hard. He was running at people. He was running with spirit. He was running with pride, determination. I mean, he was just going off, and you needed to keep feeding the hot hand. Um, and then something else that Cody brought up, and this one I think is one of the greatest things he sent me. Brad and Gary talked more about the Alabama-Tennessee game than the game that was going on. And they did that when Georgia was playing Tennessee. They did that, you know, every other game they've called since Tennessee literally beat Alabama. They That's all they've done is talk about it. They can't get over it. And I'm just getting sick of it. Like, focus on the game that you're commentating on. Like, focus on the game that you're calling. The Alabama-Tennessee game was weeks ago. Alabama-LSU game was coming up on three weeks ago. Quit talking about that. It's over. It's done with. It's in the past. I mean, it's not really going to matter if Tennessee doesn't make the playoff and LSU sure as heck ain't going to make the playoff. I mean, that's not me being salty or anything. That's literally me being, just call the game that you're commentating on. Don't be a, like a dead horse over and over and over again. The game's done. Yes, we lost. They won. whoop de doo <laughs> Okay, like just get over it. But I feel like so many of these commentators love to see us fail. They love to see us lose, especially Gary. Gary Danielson, I do not like. And without getting too personal in it, I, I haven't liked him ever. And, and you know, everybody says he's a Alabama. Like, everybody says that he's a homer for the Crimson Tide. But Crimson Tide fans will disagree with you wholeheartedly because he's a homer for the other team. So I think every SEC fan cannot stand that guy. I can't stand that guy. And Brad is starting to get a little bit on the bad side as well. So just to wrap that up, focus on the game that you're calling. Please focus on the game that you're calling. Um, so now we're going to hop out of that segment. And, you know, again, shout out to Cody for that whole segment. Uh, he's the one who gave me the ideas for that one. So, uh, Cody, shout out to you on that one. So now we're going to switch to recruiting a little bit. Uh, the tide's still holding strong. Um uh, with their top class of 2023. Uh, a couple key things, though. Uh, Jaron Hamilton, wide receiver, um, kind of looking to push um, for him in this uh, in these last couple weeks before the early signing period. Six foot, 190 pounds. Runs the 200 meter at 21.67 seconds. Great speed, great wide receiver. Um, he's kind of down to between us, Florida, and a couple other schools. So, you know, he's still on the fence. But, you know, definitely um, – Still really um, trying to uh, get him to the capstone would be a great addition to the wide receiver core. A couple other ones that are still, you know, kind of, you know, getting their choices, you know, a little bit smaller as we get closer to early signing period. Keon Keeley, the number one edge rusher in the class, uh, obviously down to between us and Ohio State, it looks like. Um, Arian Carter. 
linebacker decommitted from, um, I believe, Memphis earlier today. And that's huge. He's been a target on Alabama's radar for about the last three years. Uh, great inside linebacker, great gap play, sideline to sideline speed, heavy hitter, really smart IQ, you know, has a high IQ for the game. So he is currently a prospect again. Alabama looks to be really high on his list. James Smith and Quavo Roussaw, obviously from Carver, uh, they will be visiting for the Iron Bowl. Yet again, uh, two very big targets, a five-star uh, lineman and a five-star inside linebacker as well. And some view Qua as a edge guy too, so, you know, all the more. Peter Woods, um, five-star defensive lineman from Thompson, uh, committed to Clemson right now, but Flip could come. Saban's going to have an in-home with him. Hopefully this upcoming month, that could change things. Saving with those in-homes has done a lot of flipping. Uh, same thing with um, Sun Terran or uh, Sun Terran Perkins. Sun 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 Terran Perkins, uh, Ole Miss commit. Um, he's an athlete, um, rated um, very 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 highly. Uh, potential flip coming there. He's also visiting for the Iron Bowl. So very good. Uh, but your current class has 23 commits, um, five stars we have five, four stars we have 14, three stars there are four, and then some of the position breakdown for you, uh, quarterbacks two, running backs two, wide receivers four, tight ends one, offensive linemen five, defensive linemen three, linebackers two, cornerbacks one, safeties two, and kicker one as well. So that's it for recruiting right now. We will keep you up to date on anything else that um, happens there. And uh, also just wanted to update um, a couple of you um, on some things um, as well uh, just today before we jump into our final segment. Um, Bryce Young, a semifinalist for the O'Brien Award. Um, Will Anderson, a finalist for the Nagurski um, Trophy. And Anderson and Young semifinalists for the Walter Camp Award. Also, Anderson is a finalist, I'm sorry, a semifinalist for the Lot Impact Trophy as well, along with Jordan Battle as well. He's also a semifinalist for it. Our kicker, Will Reichard, is a semifinalist for the Lou Groza Award. And Jameer Gibbs, a finalist for the Paul Horning Award, which goes to the most versatile player in the country so got a little bit of there also we had a milestone in this past week's game Bryce Young surpassed two a tongue of Aloha for third all-time in Alabama passing yards uh, he trails only John Parker Wilson and AJ McCarron now Bryce Young was 7,471 passing yards now so top three in Alabama football history what a what an achievement um, for Young and uh, speaking of Young on the other side of the ball, Byron Young earned SEC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance um, at Ole Miss. And also, Will Reichard earned SEC Special Teams Player of the Week for his performance as well. So, um, very, very, very happy for those guys. Great performance from those two. So, we're going to jump into our last segment and uh, Austin P preview. Um, the Crimson Tide is finally returning uh, home after playing uh, three straight road games. Uh, or I'm sorry, three out of four straight road games, uh, two straight road games, but three out of four. You know, you had Tennessee, then you had Mississippi State, you had a week off, and then you had um, 
at LSU and at Ole Miss. So they are coming home for the last two games of the regular season, uh, Austin P and, of course, the Iron Bowl this next week. Uh, this is going to be the first meeting between um, the Governors and the Crimson Tide. Um, Austin P is going to come in uh, at 7-3. and three. Very good team this year. Some of the key wins, Eastern Kentucky, North Alabama. Uh, they've played very well against those teams. But some of their bad losses, uh, Jacksonville State, which is personally my alma mater and Cody's alma mater. Uh, Jacksonville State is actually the top of their conference right now. So um, go Gamecocks. And uh, they also lost to Central Arkansas, who apparently this Saturday Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas are playing each other to see who will uh, win the conference outright in the regular season. So, um, but you know Austin P comes in; they got a good quarterback. Um, they have a very good um, line. Uh, they have a really good wide receiver. Um, you know he's uh, he's almost got a thousand yards receiving on the year. Uh, you know they run kind of a kind of an up tempo offense. You know sometimes it's kind of laid back you know sometimes it's up tempo but you know they come in seven and three they're probably going to make the playoffs in the fcs so you know this is their last game of the season but you know they've done what they're supposed to do in their conference um you know they do have two losses in their conference um i think the third one was out of conference but you know this is their last game of the season and you know they're going to be coming in you know wanting to shock the world, you know, their season opportunity, you're getting to play in Tuscaloosa, you're getting to play against a top team, you know, you're getting to play against the standard. So, I mean, you know, they're definitely going to come in, um, you know, prepared, um, you know, just like every team that we play this time of year does. I mean, you know, the Citadel came in, you know, in 2018, and I was personally there. It was 10-10 at halftime. And, you know, of course we won the game, you know, 56 uh, to uh, 17. But, I mean um, – you know, it just proves that, you know, these teams come in there, you know, they're looking to upset, you know, they're looking to play well. Uh, but, you know, we're definitely helping them out by what we're paying them as well. Uh, so just uh, absolutely um, great opportunity for Austin P to come in and get um, a little taste of Tuscaloosa this Saturday. I also think this Saturday is the really the kind of the audition for – Alabama's next quarterback in between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Now, some of these guys coming in, like Eli Holstein, Dylan Longerin, um, you know, some of these guys coming in have an opportunity to compete um, for the spot as well. So, definitely, you know, you want to see these guys compete. You know, you want to see Jalen Milrow, you want to see Simpson. Uh, but, you know, Holstein and Longer and both uh, can have opportunities in the spring, especially if they enroll early, which I expect each of them to as well. So, you know, you kind of look for this, you know, to really be Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson's day to really prove to the team, like, hey, you know, I can be your guy next year. You know, let's see what happens, you know. So I hope they get really meaningful reps. I hope they get very meaningful snaps. And, you know, let them throw the ball. You know, let's see what these arms can do. Um you know, also, you know, I want to see, you know, a lot of these younger guys get in the game, you know, who kind of been itching to get in all year. You know, this is a good day, you know, for seniors, um, you know, who have been on the team for years and, you know, who have been on the scout team and who don't really have that many opportunities to play in the game and, they, and they're and they able to come in and contribute. So, um, really hope these guys are really good today. So, kind of, you know, going on to the score prediction and everything like that, I do expect, you know, the Tide to handle this game. You know, I see this being like a 55-7 to game. You know, potentially they could get 10. Um, but, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, you know, this is a 55-7 to game, so that's my score uh, prediction. But, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, I don't want to see um, 
you know, uh, us make any stupid plays, any stupid mistakes. We need to try our best to get back into the turnover battle um, this week, create some turnovers, um, and, uh, you know, create some huge plays and get ready for the Iron Bowl um, and get ready for the rest of the season. But, you know, kind of going into the final thoughts, you know, we still have a lot to play for this season. Uh, we have a ton uh, to play for still. Um, you know, a lot can happen in these next three weeks. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to what's going to happen, um, you know, and all the more motivation for next year. You know, I know this is not our standard. I know this year hasn't really gone the way that we had hoped it would. But, you know, I'm still with this team. I'm roll tied till, till I die. Um, love this team. Uh, absolutely love, uh, you know, their fight. Um, we're still the standard. Uh, nobody's come close to what we've accomplished nor will they ever come close to what we accomplish. And, you know, ultimately, um, I'm just very excited um, to see what the rest of this year holds and uh, to how it's going to play out. Uh, so, you know, anyway, thank you guys so much uh, for your support on the page and this podcast. You know, be sure to share the page um, with your family, your friends, your coworkers. Uh, really get it out there. I really appreciate you guys. If any of you guys are down there for the Austin P game and the Auburn game next week, um, let me know on the page. You know, let me know. Uh, would love to meet you guys. Would love to take pictures with you guys. Um, talk to you guys. You know, anything y'all want to know about the page, anything y'all like to see on the page for us to talk about. If you'd like to be featured on the show, you know, just please let us know. Uh, you know, we want to involve uh, the community as, m- as much as we can. Um, and like I say, you know, we appreciate you guys so much. So, um, Everybody have a great um, weekend. Enjoy football this weekend. If you're traveling, please be safe. Uh, We love you guys. And um, God bless you. And roll tide.